Welcome back to another episode of The Cook Podcast. I'll be your host, Sam Davies. With me, as always, is the beautiful Ben Mariner. Hello. And the Randy Rascal, that is Russell Trough. Good afternoon. So, uh, Gordon Ramsay recently, 22 years uh, the other week that his restaurant's been open, the Freestyle. Oh, shit, Royal Hospital Road. Yeah, that's been yeah. a long time ago now, hasn't it? Yeah, 22 years it's been open. Um, did you know he bought, so he bought that restaurant off of Pierre Kaufman um, and he didn't have enough money to pay him. And out of the kindness of Pierre Kaufman Hart, he turned around and said, listen, don't pay me anything now. Get the first year out of the way. And then pay me. So he got. He didn't even have to pay straight away. How nice is that of Kaufman? Oh yeah, it's a risk though, isn't it? Like you know, if he goes down and goes bust in the first year, then it's like, uh oh, yeah. well, no one's getting paid now. It worked out for him all right though, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but have you seen us all at the Savoy? So we were saying the Savoy's opening, um, uh, and their new breakfast. So Gordon Ramsay. I saw something about it. Yeah. So he posted on Instagram, bigging up his. Um, uh, breakfast, a full English, right? So this is what's on it. So it's uh, it's two eggs, a slice of bacon, one portobello mushroom, one tomato, one sausage, and a gravy boat of baked beans, right? So pretty basic, no fried bread, no yeah, uh, chips. Yeah, well, chips, come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no hash brown, none of that black pudding or anything like that. Nineteen pounds he wants to charge oh, for it. Oh. Nineteen oh, is that, pounds. Is that the Savoy Grill? Yeah, that's at Savoy when uh, when it reopens. Uh, and he's responded to a critic calling him an idiot sandwich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. It nineteen quid for a, for a yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's you, you're just paying to sit in the Savoy Grill, aren't you? That's, that's yeah, it's really. you're not paying for the ingredients, are you? I mean, however nah. good that bacon is, or however good that mushroom is, it's not 19 quid, is it? Yeah, to so be they're fair, not, they're not doing when chips I was... with their breakfast then. They're not doing chips with their breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a disgrace. Yeah, I think it's Looking like on, truffle chips or something. I think they want to charge you a little bit extra for it. <laughs> yeah, it's another 50 quid. Um, but yeah. when, I, when I was at the Goring, so um, we had breakfast on there, but it was basically, the way they did it was, uh, breakfast is twenty pounds. So like, there's there's no like you can have whatever you want. So whether you have like um, orange juice or whether you have like everything on the menu, it's like twenty pounds. Or like you you know you have a hot dish, you know something that's cold and coffee and whatever. It's, it's twenty pounds. So there's one guy one day ordered um, two poached eggs, and obviously he just wanted two poached eggs. But obviously because the way they charge it, it was still twenty pounds. So he like he paid twenty pounds for two poached eggs, um, and then obviously oh. made a complaint. So they gave him the money back, obviously. But but the way that they priced it was just so crazy. And like when I saw the check, I was like, well, twenty quid for two poached eggs? Like that's that's just ridiculous. But did, did you lay them yourself, like, Ben? Huh? Were they so good that you laid them yourself? I mean, for yeah, twenty exactly. quid, you, I you... nurtured them for weeks and then. <laughs> yeah. <my> <laughs> oh, you won't you won't believe this, right? But I was down in um. We were down in Worthing like a couple of months ago because we were like uh, looking down. We were just checking it out, um, moving down this way. So we we went out like for breakfast. We were staying in a hotel, so we went out, walked up the uh, by the pier and all that, and then we went to this place that it basically looked like a nightclub. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like, oh yeah, fancy a bit of breakfast. So we walked in, and there's loads of showfront dishes set up. So we walked in, it is like a nightclub, but it's like they're doing breakfast and it just felt wrong anyway. 
Yeah. Um, and so he walked in, uh, are you doing breakfast? Yeah, yeah. So we do one breakfast, all you can eat, um, buffet, 35 quid each. What? I was like, 35 quid each to, to eat breakfast. So he goes, yeah, yeah, but you can eat all you want. I was like, <laughs> I can't eat that Not much. interested, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so we left. It was like mad. Yeah. So he ordered he toast, a piece of toast and jam and a coffee, and that was that was your 35 yeah. quid. Oh, unless you're going to get a load of rugby players going in now or something, it's... Imagine, even then, even if you went to a normal place and ate all you could eat, it probably still wouldn't come to stay very quick. You know what? I know somewhere I would pay a lot of money for a good breakfast is the the Duck and Waffle in Liverpool Street. Now, Uh, Ben, you've been there, haven't you? Yeah, I I didn't think it was that great. (laughs) No? Well, I went for Sunrise Breakfast there. And it was all right. I had uh, eggs Benedict and... So what's, what's the Sunrise Breakfast? You go up there at a certain time and just watch the sunrise? Yeah, at sunrise. It is that, yeah. It's as simple as it sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, literally. They're not like having like tequila sunrises. No, you just you just pop, go there for like it's like it was like four thirty five in the morning, and then just you sit wow. there and obviously as of the darkness like comes up to. It's very romantic. It's good if you start dating someone, take them down there. Five o'clock in the morning, they love it when you wake them up at five in the morning. Um, yeah, and going to like, breakfast with the sunrise. I can't imagine getting up on my day off at like. Five um, in the morning Russell, to get central London. <laughs> Russell, you're more likely to just go out Saturday night and go all the way through until yeah. four yeah, in the morning and just go out. Yeah, yeah just stay I'd, up. I'd rather go to a greasy spoon in the Smithfield Market or something. Though. And what's well, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just as soon as the, the just as soon as the overground coming in. <laughs> yeah, just as soon as the overground train gets out of the way, you can see the sunrise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Katie's 2020 shortlist revealed. So that's like uh, a catering um, shortlist awards, you know. So there's loads of different things here. Um, loads of boring things, to be honest with you, like best employer award, uh, best use of technology award. Um, Is there an award for most redundancies this year? <laughs> yeah, because you'd win that, Russell. You'd be in a shortlist. Oh, God, for that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> be a great category this year, wouldn't it? Yeah, all you win is a, a, a check to get you through the rest of the month. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two weeks pay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's loads of bits going on. I mean, I'm looking through and I'm seeing some cool places and that, but the only one that caught my eye really was um, Restaurateur of the Year. Um, so here's the nominees. So you've got Sat and Amanda Baines, who run, uh, obviously, Restaurant Sat Baines uh, in Nottingham. You've got Tommy Banks, who's the Black Swan Oldstead in Yorkshire. Robin Gill in Derby's in London. I don't know if any of you guys have been there. Um, no, I don't know that one. You've got Tom Kerridge, The Hand of Flowers, which we all know. Um, and a guy called James Somerin, who owns his own restaurant. Oh, so, yeah, he's in Wales, isn't he? He's brilliant, he is. Yeah, uh, that's right. Um, so, some really interesting bits there. So... Um, We'll we'll see how that comes out. And maybe is that we'll Welsh guy? Is, is he in North Wales? It's uh, uh, my friend. My friend was telling me about some uh, Welsh guy. He's got a star, and it um I can't remember what it's called, but it looked really cool. That might be the, the same guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's, done, um, he's done great British many for for a lot of years. When is, it it a, started. is it the slightly older, older guy with longer hair? No, he's a little little bit round, quite short hair. Where he was when I saw him last. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wales, it's not a good time for Wales at the moment as they go into further lockdown restrictions, don't they? Have you seen? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Well, I'm Yeah, like two, 
Yeah, two thirds of Wales have gone into like a stricter lockdown um, at the moment, which is a bit shit. It doesn't really bode too well for us, does it, on this end? Uh, we seem to be the most relaxed out of all the nations. If you look at Scotland as well, they seem to be quite tight on things. And, and then today or yesterday, you've got Boris Johnson getting confused on his own, his own rules. Uh, he did an interview and they asked him some, they asked him some questions on the, some of the lockdowns and he said, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite confused at the moment, so get back to me. <laughs> right, at okay. least he's honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah how are we supposed to deal with it if you can't? Yeah, yeah. Cheers, Bojo. Um, yeah, hi. Another, yeah. Yeah, uh, another thing as well is, so in the Houses of Parliament, they have their own pub or like their own bar. Um, yeah. And unless it's changed now, I don't know, but obviously the rules at the moment is everyone needs to be out of the pubs and restaurants by 10 o'clock, except the uh, bar in the Houses of Parliament. Oh, That's, come on. Come you, you would, on. Yeah, you would be that. The first thing you would say is just make sure that one is shut because mm. otherwise we're going to get... <laughs> come You'd on, have thought man. so, wouldn't you? But they, you do, just... they do need a drink after their yeah. uh, hard work. They're an absolute they? shit show of a day. Uh, Actually, well, we're memorising those rules. Of yeah. uh, politics, it was uh, the old Trump-Biden sort of thing last night. Did you hear anything oh, about I that? I need to watch that. Yeah, I've seen They were going for it. Yeah, 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 I did see some bits, a bit of controversy, which I don't think we should really get. Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's warming up it's quite crazy. nicely, that one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like a, it's like a WWE match, isn't it? Like a yeah. wrestling <laughs> match going on over there. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's crazy, like, you can't, you just can't do like politics like that because it's just like uh, having children on a stage. It is, yeah. Shouting <laughs> each other, it's like, what is going on? Like, yeah. these people have got their fingers on the nuclear button. Like, mm. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> They just like to call each other twats on the stage. Yeah, they're, they're only really? Yeah, they're really? Yeah. <laughs> no, we, the, 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 the Biden was like, you're the worst US president ever. And then uh, Trump come back and he was like saying, um, <laughs> your mum. You, you didn't even pass your bloody exams in college and all this shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, and then, like and then, then Biden was like, yeah, but well, my dick's bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, Cornerstone Hackney uh, oh, yeah. the other week. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, uh, Tom, what's his name? Tom Brown, isn't it? Tom Brown, that's it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, like, um, yeah, getting to Hackney is a bit of a pain in the arse from South London. But, um, yeah, it's a really it's a, it's it's nice nice and cool, man. It's sort of like tapas sort of thing, so they just yeah. give out dish. It's very minimalistic. It's like so if you order, there's like a salmon pastrami. It's just like three pieces of salmon on this like on a stone plate. Right. Um, lots of bread involved, uh, which is cool. Really cool. Like there was like I, I think we had uh, there was like a mackerel pate, and then it came with this tr- really cool treacle bread. Um, oh, it looks like it's been uh, cooked in like um, uh, like a baked bean sort of tin or something like that. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, was it expensive? Yeah, cool. well, it always is, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, so it you, always is. You sound like you were a bit underwhelmed by it, like a bit. Well, no, no. I, I, do you know what? I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. I. Th- I mean, who am I to like say anything about Tom Brown? He's amazing. I just, I just thought there's a lot of bread involved. That was what uh, we yeah. both commented on after. What was really cool was like um, this Hate Kiev. I mean, I think I've seen that done before. I think he's done it on Saturday, Saturday Kitchen before, which is basically 
so yes, yeah, so we've got hake and inside. So it's like paneed up, and inside is like a mushroom butter, and then just on the side is like a a truffle hollandaise. It's it's mega rich, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, really cool. Yeah. How long did you how long, how long did you spend there? Oh, we were there for about two hours or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit in the sticks. You know, if you go into Hackney, it's like, you, you go there and it's a bit like walking down like some uh, some streets and stuff. It's like, ooh. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> oh, oh that, yeah, no, I know that street, Russell. That one in Hackney, yeah? The one yeah, that I'm when like, you walk down it, you go, ooh. Casper Street. Yeah, I'm not in central London anymore. <laughs> yeah. I could get robbed. I could get robbed. Yeah, no one but, would ever uh, find you. Wait, you're worried yeah. about getting robbed outside of central London? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bought a new... Uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about Joel Robichon. Um, yeah. And I was in Bath a couple of weeks ago. Um, and there's a really cool uh, bookshop. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Like Tip for Tops or something like that. I don't know. And um, picked up a book. And it's called The Complete Robichon. So I was like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Had a look through that. And it is just that. It's all of Joe Rubichon's, well, say all, a lot of his recipes in here. Um, and it's kind of like just gone flicking through it. And it's uh, classical French, obviously. Um, but it's really with a good modern twist as well. So there's a really cool couple of um, recipes in here. And it's nice because there's, there's actually no pictures. So to be honest, it wouldn't be good for you, Russell. Um, <laughs> no, no pictures? Christ, no, no you're supposed to read yeah. it then. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a pop-up either, so you get bored pretty quick. Oh, um, so yeah, that's not for me either. Yeah. Um, so no, there's like, so it's like got your, how you would have um, your own cookbook. Like, you know, when you started out, even now, you've, you've got your scrappy little uh, cookbook or your notebook and you write everything down and, you know, um, it's like a well-documented one of them, basically, because you've got all your ingredients down one side and your method down the other. Um, and it is like a little description to tell you about the dish. Um, but what's really nice, it's, it helps you, you know, if you need it, and I don't think you would, but to plate it as well. Um, so it's like... For instance, there's a, there's a halibut dish and it's coming with uh, little sautéed chanterelles uh, and artichokes. And it tells you, you know, how to cook the artichokes. And it's even just nice little touches of, you know, cut it into eight bits. So you've got like little triangles and it's showing it. And it's really... It's, it's hard really without cool. pictures though, isn't it? I suppose it'd be, it is quite hard without pictures to show people how to play. Um, yeah, I mean, if you... If you're simple, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, no, I know no. what you mean, though, Ben. I mean, it's, it's nice to have like an idea of how it's because you can always looks, say, like, "Oh, swipe, swipe the sauce and then place this on yeah. the left, and then yeah, and you got that, you can't no idea like it. what swipe or where or what or when." Yeah, yeah, um, it's nice to have a bit of a picture every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of Joel and asking for his phone. There's a picture of a snail on the front cover. Um, so yeah, that's how he plates the parfait. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, really cool things in here. Yeah, like poached eggs in red wine sauce. I never would have. Oh, okay, I've never yeah. heard that before. Uh, but that goes with um, pork that's belly. That's the ones that I charge twenty quid for. Yeah, but even here, you're looking yeah. through some. Of, you're looking through some of the ingredients now, and it's like pork belly, you know, a big slab of streaky bacon, and. 
really cool bits. So then it's like a whole bottle of Pinot Noir. Like, oh, fucking hell. Okay. Uh, is this breakfast? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah. when you cook in the sausages. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But that's uh, that's probably my cookbook of the week so far. Uh, really like that one. Bit of Robichon. Um, yeah. I, I, Do you I'm know what? Looking, I, I've got a macaroons cook, actually. My my cookbook I've been looking at this week is... Um, is, that, is, that the, is that the book all about the French Prime Minister? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Let's just say macaroons. Not macarons, not macaroons. It's, it's all a biography. No, not macarons, not macaroons. Macarons. You really love that guy, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is. is that who you went to go and meet when you were in France a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I just sat on his lap and fed him macaroons. <laughs> um, oh, you so, lucky bugger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I ate the macarons, he ate the macaroons, and yeah. his name's Macron. So I can't think of any more now. Um, but yeah, so there's this book on from Pierre Home, who's a really famous um, like a chef that pastry chef who just specialises in macaroons. And there was one in there, um, loads of different flavours, loads of really lovely combinations like um, chocolate and banana and like Madagascan vanilla and that kind of stuff. And but there was a couple at the back which were like um, contemporary macaroons. And you know, every time you set contemporary, you know, or something weird's coming. Um, it's a ketchup and um, gherkin macaroon. Bloody hell. So and I haven't tried it yet, so I don't want to knock it to try it because the guy's a genius. Ketchup and gherkin, that's but I mad. can't imagine it's good. Right, I've just got to say something about this, right? But that's, that's fucking stupid. Why? What's the point? That's, <laughs> not, that's not even experimental, is it? That's just... No, it was, like, it was to I reckon when he summer. wrote that, when he wrote that book or that recipe, he's going, what will these idiots listen to? Seriously. <laughs> like, that's, that's pissed me off. Yeah, you know I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not even... Yeah, it, it was a special, it was like a special one to commemorate like a, a source. I think the Heinz or something were doing like a promotion. And it's like but a to, back that, but it just, it to, just sounds so disgusting. But to try and make that work, that would take some skill. Yeah. I mean, you can't just do that and do it shit. Yeah, exactly. You just can't do that. that. But to make that work and make it even half decent, Unless you've it's got just savoury, it'd be amazing. It tastes like a tomato canapé. I don't know, it's just savoury. I have to, have to try it and see. Would you really I, I find that really sauce? interesting, actually. Really? I, would you really put, even if outside of a, macar- a macaroon, would you put tomato ketchup and gherkins together in any sort of recipe? No, in a burger. No, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. But, I mean, if you can pull that off, fair play. I think that's amazing. But he's got oh, it's salty yeah. and acidic and salty and acidic. So there's no kind of balance either. There's, no, there's nothing there that's going to... Because it's not well, going you've got, you got like tomato ketchup is quite like sweet, isn't it? Like yeah, sugary. acidic and um, salty. And then you've got gherkin, which is the same, acidic and salty. So there's not like, oh, as a balance, it might yeah. work really well because you've got the acidity and this is creamy. And so, but I mean, t- it's the same. If you yeah. ate that and then w- once it goes in your mouth, you thought of tomato ketchup and gherkin, that'd take, that'd be amazing. But I'd, 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 that'd be like really hard thing to do. Yeah, but you can so also it's, say I made a... It's, a, it's not made, normal, but... Yeah, but you can also say I made a dog shit macaroon. You'd, I mean, if, you, if you ate it, you'd go, that's amazing, he's got it to I, taste like dog shit, but it don't taste nice. I think you've gone too far now, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Actually, I've got the recipe here. What, for dog shit macaroon? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'm not trying that, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. That's very contemporary. the normal one. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, almonds, ice and sugar, egg whites as normal, red food colouring, cottage sugar, water, egg whites. Uh, okay, so the actual macaroon, there's, sorry, the, the macaron, there's no, um, 
weird stuff in the actual shells. It's in the middle. So it, the, the, it's just the filling. So the filling is ketchup, gelatin, 80 grams of cornichons, and Tabasco sauce. So it's, a, so it's basically just cooking a normal macaroon with a red colour. And then the middle is basically set ketchup with cornichon pieces in it and Tabasco. That's in, that is insane. So is it Heinz ketchup that he uses, or does he make his own ketchup? No, it's just Heinz. I think it was a promotion for Heinz. Uh, yeah, this... this... <laughs> All the things they could have promoted it with, but they chose macarons. Oh, hold on. So it was this... This macaron was made at Sarah's request to celebrate... I don't know who Sarah is, but the fifth birthday of the opening of the boutique Colette on the Rue Saint-Honor in Paris. Working with a commercial product like ketchup with its spicy, sweet and sour flavours was a challenge. <laughs> no shit. The addition of tiny pieces of cornichon balances the sweet and savoury. I think he's full of shit, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's full of shit as well. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Get him, get, get him on the cook podcast, Ben. Get him on the cook podcast and I'll we'll slag him, him off. And I'll yeah. be like, look, listen, you need to fucking explain yourself. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've, I've, got, I've got something for you. So once, right, there was, uh, uh, when I was working on the strands, they were doing something, I can't remember what it was, but they asked me to make uh, brown sauce. So it's not something you ever make. You don't make brown well, sauce. Well, we used to make yeah. it actually at Castle Street, remember? Yeah, that was, my recipe, that was my recipe that I stole from somewhere. I won't say where. My oh, recipe okay. that so, I stole. <laughs> so, you, so you, what's the, what's the, uh, the flavour in that? The predominant flavour? Uh, uh, so it was, I think it was apples and vinegar. Um, a few other ingredients, you know, like cloves. I think cloves. That's it. Yeah. Cloves. Yeah. That's the cloves. Cloves. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, and, yeah. and tamarind. We used to put tamarind in it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I know what you mean, Russ. Like, we used to make it, and it used to take all day to make because you've got to cook it down and stuff. Um, and then it just it doesn't last long. And you, you know, if I ever own my own restaurant, which one day I hope to, would I make my own brown sauce? Um, no. If I'd you like, did, it, I'd like to think so. If you did a dish and it was like, um, say it was a play on like a bacon sandwich or something like that, uh, yeah. you could like a macaron. You could, yeah, you could even do a brown sauce macaron. <laughs> but like, yeah, if you if you were doing something far out, there must yeah. be somebody doing something like that. But, uh, yeah, I know what you mean like a nice bit of pork belly confit. Uh, yeah, with a homemade sauce sauce sauce. really nice bacon That'd sandwich. Cool. Yeah, that would go down well actually. I think in a nice restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean, Russ. Yeah, for a dish like that, absolutely. I think if it's going to go on a dish uh, as a part of a component, you can't just throw on, you know, HP sauce, can you? You've got, <laughs> no, you've got to make your own brown sauce. Um, you know, but at the same time, if it's going to be the same and, you know, the amount of time, it's going to take a day to make and it doesn't last very long, it's like you have to taste them against each other and go, Right, which one's actually better, and is it? Is yeah, it for breakfast. For, for breakfast, Ben. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah. I'd agree. HP all day. Throw it out on your breakfast buffet, or you know, or whatever it is. But if it's, I feel like if it's going to go onto a starter or a main course, and you want to sell it for oh, twenty quid yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say, oh yeah, with. Uh, you know, <laughs> Don't even need pork. to put it in another squeezy yeah. bowl, do you? You just, you've got it. Comes <laughs> in. Coffee, pork belly, the apple puree, HP sauce. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the one about the man who got jailed in Thailand for giving a negative hotel review? God. So it was uh, uh, so American guy, so he's living in Thailand. Um, so he gave, uh, he gave a one-star review of a hotel in oh, the places 
Is that because they didn't charity? make their own HP source? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. The, eight, yeah, the ketchup was in the macaroon sort of <laughs> state. state. <laughs> but he was, yeah. So what happened was, so he gave a one-star review online. Uh, the police came and nicked him uh, and drove him 250 kilometres to another place, posted jail of $3,200. Uh, and then... Because the review was, I'll, I'll read you the review. I mean, it's even not that bad. I mean, the staff were not friendly. Nobody could smile. The restaurant manager was very rude. Here's from the Czech Republic. There are other hotels with better, friendlier staff. Avoid this place as if it were the coronavirus. That was his actual review. <laughs> oh, okay. And he got nicked. Spent, th- spent three days in jail for it. Oh my god! I mean, that's scary really if, you, if you're getting done for doing the negative But why? I don't I don't um, well, the reason the reason he got nicked was so the hotel is suing him for defamation. So because the coronavirus losing business because of his review. Right. Surely well, that's the point of review. Like, that's the point. To put a bad review. Yeah, well, yeah um, it's, it's like how what happened to freedom of speech. Hopefully, that won't happen over here. Yeah, Maybe it should do sometimes. Imagine all the Karens that'll be in jail if we enforce that rule. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, that's, that's crap, isn't it? That's not, that's not fair. You can't do that. Yeah, it's insane. Obviously, you can. But yeah, but it wasn't even that bad. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just like, are you sure it wasn't just one of those things? Because when you go, like go traveling, they'll they'll you say, oh, I need to go a certain place. And they'll take you on a massive tour around and charge you extra. You sure that's not just like oh, an extended that. version of that, where you get in the car and say, oh, "I need to go here," and they go, "Okay," and they take you to jail and they make a bit of money out of you, <laughs> and they take you here, <laughs> take you to buy clothes. Yeah. It was a, it was an excuscion that he paid for. While <laughs> yeah, the prison experience. Yeah, it's horrible when you go to like for the Canary Islands or something, and you book a trip to go to look at something, and they take you on like a seven-hour thing of yeah, like fur factories and then the, the shitty wine factory trying to flog you that yeah. like two quid a bottle and you're like no i don't want it yeah <laughs> i don't want it and then you go you go and look at their bloody whatever it is aloe vera and then yeah. you just wish you never even booked the trip in the first place <laughs> oh we had we had a we had one of those um we went to greece a couple of years ago on a family holiday and um, me and my girlfriend said, "Oh, we're going to stay in the hotel tonight and uh, have have um, that." They had the you got you know when you got the normal buffet in a normal restaurant inside of uh, inside of a hotel, there was like a separate restaurant, and it was meant to be a little bit nicer, like a bit more higher standard food. So we said, oh, "All right, we'll go there," and it was you know it was so cheap. Um, we had a nice dinner, and they had this homemade Greek wine. So I was like, you know what, that you know what, when in Greece, um, so. Yeah, well, so it came out right, and it was like for a whole litre, it was like I don't know, six euros or something like that. And I said, (laughs) like uh, turps. Yeah, I said, I said, I said, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a litre of wine. I'm not joking, right? I I, I had a zip, and I could smell petrol (laughs) when my nose. You wash the paintbrushes out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you could literally scrub graffiti off the wall with it. <laughs> but you try and wash the paintbrushes and then the, the yeah. bristles just dissolve. And, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. uh, and we ended up, I don't know why, I don't know why, but we ended up drinking it. 
and I'll tell you what, it was one of the most drunk I've ever been, and it was one of the worst hangovers as well. The next oh, it's day, like, it's it was, like that. Go on. It, we, we, the, ne- the next day, we we went out with the family, and we went on a what's it called? Like you know, like a pedlo, and you've got like a slide, and you sort yeah. of you go out far, and then you just sort of hang around for a little while and jump and swim and stuff. And we went out on one of them, right? And we went for ages, just looking for the right spot where there was no people and and you know far away from the sand and all that. And as soon as as soon as everyone went right, this is a good spot. I just went. And we had to pedal and go somewhere else. God, I was so drunk. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Tried, have you ever just, tried that ouzo? Oh, yeah. That's another level. Greek legendary thing. That yeah. is foul. I mean, it's like, I don't know, if you're sitting on the Greek beach, maybe, and the sun's blazing down on you and they bring you out an ouzo, mm, that's not too bad. But you take it back home to bloody London or Birmingham and it's, it's, it's disgusting. It and yeah, they, they, you mix it with a bit of water and it turns like a milky sort of colour. But it's like aniseed, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, when, I was yeah. in, um, when I was in Asia, so you can have, so it, there's a little country called Lao, just next to Thailand. And you go there, you, there's like labelled spirits, like Bacardi and that kind of stuff, that are like, like $40, $50 per bottle. Um, and obviously, because like, they import it, it's so expensive. But there's, you can also buy a bigger bottle of spirits um, for two dollars or like three dollars, um, but it's the stuff. It's like the rum and the vodka they make in like their back gardens. But everyone drinks it because it's um, because it's just like getting so cheap. Uh, it's like ten times cheaper than anything else. So you get a couple of bottles of this, and you're like drinking it like homemade rum. And it's like they don't know what the percentage is. Like no one knows. It's so oh strong, yeah. and you're drinking it, and the next day it's just it's like you've drinking chemicals you just wake up in the morning like oh it's worse <laughs> it's unlabeled bottles just completely blank bottles just with like a brown liquid inside it and you drink a thing oh, say it tastes a bit like rum and but it's just between rum and vodka and it's just awful oh, it's like oh, hang over from hell man Oh, no. Do you think, though, if you're, if you're meant to be a little bit smarter about these things? So, once... <laughs> no. No, no. No, but seriously, um, we, was in, we was on holiday one day, and it was about 8 o'clock in the morning, and we was getting a coffee and, you know, a bit of breakfast. And the guy on the table next to us, he had a shot of espresso with a shot of Jägermeister. So I'm like, that's not normal. Yeah. Like, that's a bit weird. But is it us? Like, is Jägermeister meant to go with a coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like, is Uzo meant to go with something else? Is it just a shot? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, in the bin. <laughs> yeah, straight in the bin. So, you know, is what was the point of Jägermeister? I don't think Jägermeister was invented to go with a Red it's Bull. Red, Red Bull, yeah. Yeah. On a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say that, yeah, they didn't come up with it and say, I've got the perfect idea to pair with Red Bull. When, um, when, when they were making it, did they say, right, what's our target audience? Well, I think right. it's like a warming drink, isn't it? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a German slash... It's like a herbal thing. Yeah, it? it's like a warming thing. They probably did it, like, it's probably the years and years, probably a like medicine, probably medicine or like a remedy thing. And yeah. they made this liquor out of it. I reckon the target audience was uh, 18 to 21 year olds in the Basildon area of Essex. <laughs> I think they just went, that's our target. When they were out in Munich yeah. or somewhere, they were like, yeah. Basildon in Essex, that's our target audience. So next week I'm going to actually need your, you guys' help a little bit. 
Uh, next week I'm going uh, on a can of hairstyles little getaway. So it's basically we've um, hired this cabin in the middle of nowhere in Worcester. Uh, Worcester? Going... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Worcester. My family lives in Worcester. Whereabouts? Oh, God, I'll stay away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, mate, to be honest with you. Uh, somewhere in don't Worcester. Don't go near them, they're mad. Yeah. Um, somewhere in Worcester. I don't know. Uh, and it's like a little cabin that we've got. And it's quite nice. It's like next to like an apple orchard and they've got like a lovely little barbecues and walks and stuff. So looking forward to that. Um, but actually, you guys could help me with this. So the last couple of times that I've been away, I've, I love to cook outside on the barbecue. So one day we go there and we go out and we have a few drinks. Obviously, not my girlfriend, but I will be. Uh, and we have a few drinks and a nice pub meal. Uh, then we come back and chill out. And then the next day, I like to cook outside or cook on the fire or whatever we've got. So the first time I got some nice sirloin steaks and I did that on the barbecue um, and I did some nice like little salsa verde. Um, mm. Yeah, some little bits and pieces of it. I can't even remember now what I did. And then when we went in January, uh, we cooked on a, it wasn't on a barbecue, it was on a kitchen, but the kitchen was all outside, which was really cool. Um, so I had a lovely big pork chop with the bones still in, cooked that in loads of butter, did like little Hasselback potatoes, some apple chili and rhubarb chutney and it was it was lovely but so this time i don't know what to cook right and i'm thinking about it so i've done pork and i've done beef and i don't mind doing pork and beef again um but what they've got they've got a deep pit barbecue so i want to cook on that do you have any suggestions i made some like nice skewers i do some marinate some chicken and do some like nice skewers and then glaze it up with some um i don't know it's like teriyaki or something do it like marinate it for a bit on skewer, put it in the pit barbecue and get like nice and charcoal. Or even if it's like a Indian style kind of tandoori style thing. Okay. Um, tandoori style thing, slip it out, a couple of naan breads and uh, some yogurt or something quite nice. Like some Indian or, or then go down the, or go the other side, which is like the teriyaki style, cook them off, marinate them, cook them off and then brush it with the teriyaki sauce afterwards. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's what I do. I wasn't really thinking that. That's a good idea. What about you, Russ? Have you got any suggestions? Um, beans on toast. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. God, he's such a cock, isn't he? I thought he was even going to say that. I was going to say ketchup macaroons. Well, I was going to know. Spot, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. He's like, Korean um... fried chicken. Get some of that on the go. Yeah. That's my favourite thing at the moment. You can get some um... You can get some burgers from Iceland. <laughs> can't we? Just throw, throw <laughs> one. Them. I just get a, like, get a takeaway or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I'll throw that on the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, throw some noodles on the barbecue. Chicken korma or something like that. <laughs> Butter chicken. And just it for a second and take it back off on the plate yeah oh god thanks for your guys you bunch of twats um so i was so what i was thinking right so a couple of ideas i had was i was thinking about getting another um tomahawk maybe and doing that on a barbecue that might be mm. quite cool um and then i don't know at the time it sounded like a good idea when i first thought about it but i'm thinking it's going to be a bad idea now i was thinking about making some dauphin wild potatoes at home wrapping them in tin foil and then just placing them in the coal. But I feel like all the cream's going to melt and go everywhere. Yeah, and it's not going to yeah, spit everywhere. And it's going to yeah. Be um, so if you've got anything like that, sort of wrapped up, maybe I don't want to just Boulanger will probably work though. Doing a boulanger potatoes, it's like dauphin wise, but sliced with um, stock and bloody onions. Onions and garlic. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
Um, and what I just like, I was just thinking about wrapping it in tin foil and just shoving it yeah, in the coals and just letting it go. But or you could do like um, what I used to do was take um, new potatoes, put garlic, rosemary, thyme in a little bun, you know, like a bundle, tin foil bundle, and then just stuff the shove the tin foil bundle on top of the, the coals. That's really nice. They kind of char yeah. a little bit, but they cook nicely. A bit of butter and a bit of garlic, and it's quite nice. Yeah, another thing I see today was um, I got a, a company called Hunter Gather Cook, and what they did, they had all the coals. They didn't even have it in a barbecue. They just threw a load of coals on the floor, and then they put like um, an old metal rack inside the um, coals, almost or just on top. And then they put loads and loads of rosemary on top of that grill, and then they got the pencil fillet from the venison. So it's like a little, you know. It's, it's just a little fillet of venison and they put that on top of the rosemary and then cooked it like that. That looked quite cool. Loads of oh, flavour yes, All the flavours as it kind of rosemary smokes, you get all that lovely flavour. Yeah. Oh, I know what you could do. I know what you could do. Go on. Get some, get some whole mackerels, um, yeah. gutted yeah. obviously, just like slash them up, wrap it in foil, rub them in oil a little bit, wrap them in foil and just put them, put oh, them yeah. right in there. They'll, they'll char up really nicely then. In, inside tin foil, just like, just right on top yeah, of the barbecue. Yeah, foil, just wrap, wrap them in foil quite, quite a bit, so it's really sort of insulated, <laughs> and that would just cook really nicely. Yeah, we used to do that. Salsa verde or something. Um, yeah, we used to do that with like a tomato, um, olive oil, and um, capers, and I'd, yeah, just do like a little sort, like a little olive oil. Um, yeah, that'd be like lovely. Salsa that kind of thing, but we'd just let down with a bit of olive oil. And then over the, the mackerel, and I can't remember what else you used to do. Oh, we used to do um, sh like shallot rings. So we'd like do um, onion rings, but obviously like a lot like little baby ones. Shallot with shallot. So to do those shallot rings, should I just throw a bucket of oil on the barbecue? Yeah. Um, get that, get, get <laughs> yeah, that nice and hot. Nice. Yeah. What I was going to suggest for that is just, just do some caramelised shallots, but you, know, you want to get serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I need a couple of ideas, so cheers for that. Okay, so um, at the weekend, I'm going to go uh, with a friend and come out to the country and find uh, like a nice little spot for Sunday roast, um, just something to do on the weekend. I love going out, going out and finding places like that. But obviously everyone puts different stuff on there. Like some people have like nice cauliflower cheese. Some people got like pigs and blankets all the way all, all year round. Um, but what's your like perfect like Sunday roast? Like what do you put on it? Because everyone puts different shit on their Sunday roast. Yeah, perfect Sunday roast. I mean... You can have there's so many stuff. I went out last week actually. I had um, a really cool Sunday roast. So it was a roast rib of beef, uh, and it had like burnt sort of burnt ends of sort of. It was like a brisket or something mm. um, done in sort of like maple syrup or something like that. It was really cool. So you you got the roast rib like cooked to medium, and then the burnt ends oh, as nice. well. Yeah, really yeah, cool. I've like, had those before actually. In inside of Yorkshire puddings, they they did um the my ones they had in Guinness. So they took all the bourbon from the outside, nice. cut them up, nice, and then they did like a Guinness glaze. It was, it was all right. Though. It wasn't like great. It was quite it was quite sweet for what it was. Oh, but, uh, Guinness right. burnt ends sound fucking amazing, don't they? Yeah. So so what would you have on your your perfect uh, Sunday roast then? Oh, I mean, I, I I love doing um. You know, a lovely bit of lamb that's been cooked in like loads of garlic and loads of herbs and stuff, nice and pink. And then with the potato, I think the most important bit for me with it is about is the potatoes because I just, yeah. just cooking them yeah, right, definitely. Um, and just boiling them till they're just starting <coughs> to be a bit floury. 
drain them off and then just give them a really good shake before you put them in some really the shaking oil. is probably the most yeah. important bit of the whole roast literally give them the shake and get those little bits these little tidbits coming off the end really hot oil throw them in the tray with garlic rosemary thyme and then just roast them really high and so, so they kind of like fry a little bit like the bottom sides fry a little bit and you keep turning them over yeah they basically they are aren't they so good and i always put um do carrot roasted carrots and a little bit of honey um, oh yeah i love that and depending on the year I, you know time of year um you know pigs and blankets and stuff but yeah I, I, not normally like during the year i'll put it on but christmas yeah it's just pigs and blankets everywhere yeah i have to um i have to agree with you actually i, I mean i think roast dinners is what makes us english isn't it out of all the Did things you reckon that's our, that's our best meal? <clears throat> Without a doubt. I mean, I love fish and chips and I love pies and all that. I really do. But I think a roast dinner, come on. Yeah, it's roast dinner. That's our our national (laughs) dish, really, isn't it? Yeah, for me, it is. I mean... Really annoys me. It really, really annoys me when people put, like, they do, like, ten vegetables, but they're all just boiled, like, boiled carrots, boiled Just pick three. Just get three and do them. You know, do the carrots in a glaze. Like coriander, like you know, coriander seeds, and they're going to do the um, broccoli or sprouts, or whatever, with it, their bacon and some chestnuts. Like, just make three really nice things. Don't just boil ten different because no one eats it anyway. It's just, and or do like a nice cauliflower cheese. Like, just if you just yeah, boil it, yeah, as a side dish, boring. that'd be cool. So I try not to boil. Uh, apart from the potatoes, I try not to boil anything. Like, even if I've got beans and stuff, I'll probably just throw them through some butter with like. Yeah. Okay, like a touch of water. Do you know what I mean? Just to get them steaming a little bit. Emulsion. Yeah, um, but I'll never. I'll try and never boil it because all that flavour just goes into the water. Mm. Um, Mm. But yeah, Ben. I mean, I love lamb as well. Um, Especially when like a nice little glaze on top, cooked all day, still on the bone until it falls apart. But I've got to say, I do love pork belly as well. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's a good point. Good crack pork, pork, good crack apple sauce, pork and apple sauce, and you can't. I don't think you can really mix up. So beef comes with Yorkshire pud and horseradish, lamb, mint sauce, chicken stuffing, red currant jelly, bread sauce. Yeah. And then it's pork with crackling apple sauce. Yeah. You can't have you can't have beef, beef with, with apple sauce, sauce can you? In that no. case, yeah, it's just absolutely. Nice. But I see it all the time. Yeah. Yorkshire puddings though, it, it's it's hard not to tell someone they can't have one because it's beef. Yeah, I'll have a i I'll have a Yorkshire pudding with I yeah, think Get away with it, but it's still not right. Mm. <laughs> so like whenever I make my apple sauce as well, I always burn it a little bit on purpose. Um, oh yeah. So Tom, I think it was Tom Aikins who actually yeah burnt apple puree. Yeah, burnt apple puree. So what he did, he let he accidentally burnt all the apples and then just blended it and turned it into a puree anyway, and it was magnificent. So I yeah. always, I never, I don't proper burn it. I just make sure it catches at the bottom, and then I scrape all that all that stuff that's stuck to the pan, and then I puree that. Um, okay. So that's yeah. So people always feel a bit like, oh, you know, because apples are so sweet, and I think that bitterness of the burning just adds quite a lot it's almost like a roasting sort of yeah. flavor it's the same. i've got the same for mm. like a mandarin cream what i put and i make it and then just put it in the oven at yeah. 250 degrees and just uh, in a shallow gastro and just make the top of it black <coughs> and then when you and then you put it into the blender and blend it and it goes like a lovely sort of caramelized brown color um but you can kind of taste the bitterness and it just it oh, just makes cool. mandarins it's just a really nice like, man, burnt mandarin flavor yeah, that's a, that's really nice. nice yeah 
So I always think like I think everyone does their roast dinners differently, you know. I think everyone's got their own traditions and yeah. their own little bits and pieces. So like going back to what you were saying, Ben, about the roast potatoes, definitely boiled until to the point of almost falling apart, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't want to make mashed potato, but you know you want to cook them as far as you can take them. Fluffing them up is the most important thing. The whole dish. Yeah, um, but also, like you said, I do it the same way as you actually, Ben. I put them in a tray, like on the hob almost, to start yeah. them. Um, but that process between fluffing them up and roasting them, I think it's so important to make sure they're completely cold before you do it. Mm. Like you want to just leave them by the window and wait for them to go completely cold before frying them because i feel like you get you're taking all the moisture out still aren't you when they're cooling down that's all the moisture coming off yeah and yeah, you can't get true. the heat in there you can't get the heat because you're going to chuck them in wet and it just brings take yeah because the they're still wet obviously if they're still cooling down you have to make them go completely cold before frying them i think that's yeah. really important mm. as well. all right so what what do you cook what do you cook your potatoes in um so yeah um lately i've just been smothering them in olive oil um, lots of rosemary, thyme, and garlic, and then loads of cold butter, and then just roasting them at a really high heat. Mm. Yeah, yeah, duck fat's good, duck fat's a good one. Duck fat gets them. That's the crispiest. I think that's the best. Like, that's it the just best thing to do. Isn't it? Isn't it? Is it just the just the heat? The goose fat duck fat just gets up gets up higher. Yeah, yeah. They, they come out really crispy. Thanks for listening, guys. It's another episode of Cooked Podcast. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and don't forget on Spotify. We'll see you next week. Thank you.